This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. All righty, welcome to another edition here of Reinvention Radio. Steve Olsher hanging out with Richie Ote. What's up, Richie Ote? Oh, man, everything. I'm excited. It's, it's, it always feels weird when Mary's not here. I know. The Mary Goulet is out in the world doing her thing. and um, oh, She's partying in Mexico although, right now. Although, technically, I think she's not really doing anything at this point other than sitting at the border. And uh, didn't she? Uh, she went to Mexico and she's hanging out and sitting at the border trying to get in. All right. Well, you know, we miss our Mary. Maybe she'll make it in, and maybe she won't. Check your trunk, Mary. Check your trunk, right? <laughs> <laughs> we start getting random texts from Mary. We know we got to. If the if the line just goes dead here, folks, then uh, then that that's what ended up happening. We had to go get Mary from the border. And uh, man, so uh, beautiful, beautiful summer here in in San Diego. And you know, I, I got to tell you, man, as as I get out and about a lot more and try to enjoy uh, everything this city has to offer, uh, it's pretty apparent to me, man, that you know, coming from Chicago, uh, people take their fitness around here a, a lot more seriously <laughs> than they did. When I uh, when I was in Chicago, not you know, not there's anything wrong with uh, uh, twelve pounds of deep dish pizza and uh, <laughs> you know and, and thirty eight hot dogs. Although, by the way, I don't know if you do, do you watch that um, that Gorgeathon, the um, the annual July fourth. Oh no! Uh, Is it kind of like? Um like the all it's you can eating, eat hot dog yeah, thing, a, except you don't exactly. even, do you win anything like those hot dog guys? Do? Yeah, those guys win hot dogs. I think is what they win. They get a they get a oh, meal. gorge yourself and you'll get more. Get yourself and get more hot dogs. I gorge yourself. But uh, yeah, so that was at. Um, uh, by the way, happy July Fourth, everybody. Uh, we missed you there over the exact date, but uh, we're here now and, uh, and wishing America peace and prosperity and, and hot dogs for all, at least in, unless you're a vegetarian. And then, of course, you want to have vegetarian hot dogs for all. But, uh, you know, look, reality is I don't think any any human being on this planet should have 76 hot dogs in one sitting. Just um, just a hunch that uh, that's probably not healthy. I mean, I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure, but but evidently that's the uh, that's the new record there in terms of how many hot dogs you can eat in what was it 10 minutes or 15 minutes i don't know something obnoxious like that but Uh, i I, I just can't imagine how sore your body would be your throat from trying to eat all that your stomach from distending and oh my god let's not even talk about the morning after just i guess be glad they weren't chili dogs uh yeah all right well (laughs) Look, we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk about some fitness stuff here, and uh, we're going to have Adam um, Schauble join us, who, uh, who is the host of uh, a show called The Million Pound Mission, which is uh, which is pretty interesting in terms of what he's doing, and he'll talk a lot about what uh, what that is all about. But you know, reality for me is, as I was saying, as I was getting out about here, and you know, obviously with the summer months, although it's nice here all year long, but with the summer months getting out a lot more. Uh, you just get to see that you know folks keep themselves in some pretty decent shape around here, and it's uh, it's not un. I'll put it to you this way: it's it's more unusual back in the Midwest to walk around and see you know folks that are you know take really good care of themselves, whereas here it's just kind of an everyday thing. And I just wonder what that is. Like, is that is it just is it a peer pressure thing? Is it a, I, is I it a weather it, thing? I like think it's what? Purely well, a little of all the above. But if it gets hot enough. 
and you live in a place where people go to the beach, then people will wear less clothes. If they wear less clothes, they expose what's, <laughs> what they're working with. Yeah. Yeah. If they don't want to expose what they're working with isn't necessarily what, what they want to be working with, they start working out. Yeah, yeah that, that extra uh, 10 pounds isn't hidden under a sweater. Yeah, so I, I think yeah. that's part of it, right? Is it the only thing? Probably not. Also, you know, I mean, you eat different. Yeah. yeah. Everything about it. Well, well, and let me just emphasize so much of it is the culture, right? The so, culture of... Uh, of health that exists in Southern California. Health and fitness right? and all that. I, yeah. I, I had a friend that was working down in Texas and in, in the South. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, he would go in and order a salad, and you know, obviously, I'm being extreme, but they'd go, "Okay, deep fried, right?" A deep fried salad. <laughs> well, I, I don't know, man. I, all I know is, like, I was watching this. Uh, I was watching. I, I think it was. Um, I think it was actually Bill Maher. I think it was Bill Maher that I was watching. He was talking about how, you know, like we we can have all these movements till the cows come home. I guess that might uh, be a bad analogy there, but we can have all these movements right around what to do and, 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 and how to do it in terms of, you know, eat right and diet right and do your yoga and do your meditation and do all this, that, and the other and, you know, get yourself physically and spiritually uh, aligned. And and then, of course, you, you look at what's going on in the air, especially here in Southern California, and it's like, you know, you can, you can eat the best you possibly can, but when we're burning ho- holes in the ozone layer and we're, and we're frying and then you look around and you got like 28 million tons of smog sitting over LA as an example it's like you know at some point maybe it just makes more sense to just start knocking down the the deep dish pizzas of the of the world and I mean you might as well enjoy your time because well there there is no environmental issues right I mean we know we know how that is according to our current administration all that stuff's gonna just kill you anyway so I guess you just might as well eat whatever it is you want and uh and enjoy uh, anything and and everything because if it's not it's food's not going to kill you it's going to be something else right I mean I think that's that's kind of bottom line but uh, at the same token here needless to say uh, when when we uh, when we sit down and we really look at this objectively uh, we certainly want to give ourselves the the best chance and the highest likelihood of uh, you know of of being healthy right and. Maybe our uh, our guest Adam can can help us with us there because uh, <clears throat> there there are a few people who have uh, a more profound mission than uh, than Adam and his mission with the uh, with the million pound mission uh, is uh, for all intents and purposes. Uh, let me just mention pretty dang okay. impressive, really, when you yeah. come right down to it. So let's uh, let, let's do this. I mean we. We can talk to her to her blue in the face on this and wait. I know you're uh, trying to bring Adam up over there. Let's uh, why don't we try to get the man himself on and uh, and, and let's uh, the, the man, the voice, the myth, the legend. Uh, Adam, you there with us, brother? Yes, sir. How's it going? Hey, man. How are you, dude? How are you? How are you? I'm fired up. This is uh, I'm ready to uh, ignite with the reinvention radio team here, man. This is uh, this. Is- yeah, sweet. Well, it's uh, it's good to have you here, and I don't know how much of that uh, that first little uh, little bit you caught there, but I, I guess really the the question of the moment is, I mean, I know you're on this mission to to help folks leave, lose over a million pounds, which is which is awesome. But 
at the end of the day, is the environment just going to kill us all? I mean, are, is there is even if we eat right, is there is there a chance for us, or, or what's the what's the story in your eyes? I think so. I think we're all just going to melt. Right, like right now, it's like 105 degrees in Indiana with 2,000 percent humidity. So yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so uh, like sweating while you're in the shower, still sweating while you're in, in a cold shower to boot, man. All right, so Adam, and, and before I go through this whole interview and completely butcher your name, it is Shovel, right? Shibley. So Sh- if you were going to, I wasn't gonna, even close. Jesus, I mean, it was a time. good guess. It was a good guess. Shy Blee, my God. All right. That's like, so it's like a Shibli except with Shy. Okay, I got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> there you nice go. <laughs> shy Blee. Shy Blee. Good God. All right, man. So uh, here's what I want to do. I want to start first with your story because uh, at your peak, you were what, 330 pounds, basically? Yep. Yeah, 330, living large and not feeling too hot, man. Just uh, depressed, in debt, uh, overweight, unhealthy. Just I, I was a crap magnet, Steve. I was a crap magnet and uh, it wasn't a pretty sight so how old how old were you when you were at your heaviest 27 years old so 26 27 years old almost 12 years ago now 26 27 years old was was that something that kind of crept up over time or did you did something change in the last few years to put that yeah yeah college happened I, i graduated high school i weighed you know i was an active athlete played basketball here and uh, I weighed probably 190 pounds when I graduated high school. And then I put on, I quit playing sports, you know, found uh, freedom in food and, and adult beverages in college. Uh, I do have to say that Indiana University was the number one party school two of my four years that I was there. Uh, so <laughs> that, that I, helps. <laughs> I, I heavily contributed. Uh, so I gained 20 to 40 pounds every year in college. And I exited college just under 300 pounds, kept the streak going for a couple of more years. And that's how you end up weighing 327 pounds at, at my peak in, in my mid-20s. So wow, it, was, uh, it was a, slow, a slowish progression, but you know, you, it adds up pretty quickly. So l- let me just ask you this, man. Is that, is you were just smoking a lot of weed. You just got all the, you got all the munchies all the time. I mean, why, why do you think you were throwing so much into the food there? Well, it, it's, it's interesting because I was actively, you know, I was lifting weights and things like that. I just quit. I think I had this metabolism that was built up strong from being so active with basketball and, you know, practicing three times a day and all this. And then you quit all that movement and you keep eating like you were. And then you add drinking on top of that. And then you add those meal cards where you can just swipe and get whatever you want. And then you make friends with the the little, uh, like the cheerleaders that don't use all their points. I'm like, let's be friends. And you, (laughs) you, yes, I'd like unlimited ice cream Mm -hmm. and you know, and then it just adds up. And then with me, uh, food addiction started creeping in. I didn't realize that those seeds were kind of planted. I don't, I don't understand food addiction enough. I don't think anybody does to know if it's like a, you know, there's any genetic component to that, but I know a lot of my family members do struggle with being overweight and and dealing with food addictive you know tendencies and that came about to where all of a sudden i couldn't stop if i you know got a a a bag of bagels or donuts Mm -hmm. or cookies or anything i had to finish the whole thing it just happened and uh so a lot this this downward spiral started to happen and the momentum started to really shift in the wrong direction and all of a sudden it happened let me, let me just ask you this. I mean, do you think you were depressed? Like, I mean, because once you, you know, from, look, reality is if you're an athlete and you're involved in athletic endeavors and whatnot, I mean, it's, it's kind of what takes up, 
you know, takes up your time, takes up your, your mind space, and, and you, your, your identity is uh, kind of locked into that of, of being the athlete, right? So once that kind of stopped for you, do you think it was, uh, do you think depression kicked in? I mean, what, what, what do you think was going on there? Yeah, I think I was just trying to find myself, you know, trying to search that new identity, like you said. And, you know, I tried some different things like, you know, powerlifting. I got into some strength sports where it didn't matter how much you weighed or how fast you could run. Sumo! <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I, I actually, I, I attended a sumo. It's funny that you, that you mentioned that. The only time I've ever been to New York City, it was for a sumo wrestling contest that one of my friends was entered in. Nice. Uh, I, I wasn't in it, but... Uh, but yeah, I, I was in these big boy sports where, you know, Highland games, throwing the telephone poles, wearing the kilt, uh, wow. strong, yeah, strong man type stuff, but just, I mean, I was strong, but totally and a hundred percent not healthy at yeah. all. I mean, you could, yeah. you could beat the shit out of me, but I'll just, I'll, I'll run you. You just got to catch yeah. me first. Right. Like, yeah. like I, I throw the telephone you. pole at you. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's one of those things where like, if I, if I, my, my conditioning was so bad, if I left my gym bag in the gym and i'm in the parking lot i'd be like screw it i'm not walking all the way back in <laughs> oh, there to man. get that right that's, that's all the way inside you yeah. know and uh, i just drive off without it so and and just believe me dude I'm, I'm like right with you like i have uh in my in my house i installed a tram and basically the couch sits on a tram so when i want to go to the refrigerator i just push a button and like the couch <laughs> just goes straight to the fridge i get my beer i get my whatever and it goes right back in front of the tv man so Believe me, I, I, I totally and completely get it. But uh, at what point were you uh, – so just what was uh, the turning point, I guess, for lack of a better term here? Because, yeah. I mean, at some point you, you stepped on the scale and the scale was like, oh, hell no. Like, get off of me. Like, I don't know who you think you are, but stop stepping on me because you're hurting me. And you were like, well, that's not nice because now you're hurting my feelings. And so how did that uh, – what was that encounter like? Was it with the scale? It wasn't really with the scale. To, to be honest, I know the exact moment that my rock bottom hit. I was standing in a grocery store. Like I said, I was 327 pounds, but I was also, I'd racked up $40,000 in credit card debt. And I'm standing there, somebody that, that's pretty bummed out. I, I'd fallen in love, uh, and this, this lady was going to move an hour away, and that relationship wasn't going the direction that I had thought. And you know, I wasn't really happy with you know the way my career was going. So all this this spiral was happening. And it was funny because my friends started to realize that I needed some positive mojo and they're like passing me along some personal development DVDs and books and things. And I'm just letting them collect dust. So the moment that everything shifted, I, I walk, I go home and there's this DVD on my DVD player back in the, in the age of DVDs. And it was collecting dust and it's called the secret, the law of attraction. Mm. And that it's kind of, it's just interesting that the Law of Attraction DVD was sitting on my DVD player. Uh, I felt like it, it kind of it it was there for a reason. It you worked. Know? It's, it worked its way over there. I know. It was like, but it's like I've been sitting here attracting <laughs> dust. When am I going to attract you? <laughs> and the funny thing is, that was the second time that somebody had had lent me that that DVD. So I I pretended to watch it and I gave it back to my friend. I was like, I don't need this personal development crap. Mm. And I gave it back to that person. And then it shows up again. And I'm letting it just sit there. And I'm like, you know what? I feel just for some reason I need to watch this. And I did. And I watched it two or three times in a row. And that was my first ever dose of personal growth material uh, of any kind. Mm -hmm. You know, I just read like science textbooks and crap like that in college. That I didn't really care about. And I was like, whoa, this, you know, I always felt like I didn't have control of my life until that moment. And it was like I was standing 
in a dark hallway. The lights were turned off. The, there were doors of opportunity that were open in front of me. I just couldn't see them because the, the, the negativity uh, kept the lights turned off. And then all of a sudden, boom, I watched that and the light switch gets flipped on and I can see opportunities in front of me. So that night, I basically sat down and I mapped out what I wanted to achieve in my life for the next five years. And I wrote it out. And over the next week or so, it kind of Hold evolved. On. What, yeah, what'd, yeah. You put on that, what'd you put on that list? Yeah, so it, it evolved over the next week. I, I, I created some rules. And so one of the rules was I had to write it down as if it had already happened. Because that's kind of one of the things that they talk about in The Secret, is you have to envision it as it's already happened. Not like, I will lose 100 pounds. It is, I've lost 100 pounds. And then you have to add that connection, that emotion behind it. I've lost a hundred pounds and I feel amazing and confident because I can shop anywhere. I can, I feel confident talking to anybody. I can do things. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You already have to feel confident talking to people. Like, cause I guarantee you that long distance relationship that you said wasn't going to work out. Wasn't because of the voice. You, <laughs> it was not because of the voice. You got that down already. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> so, I, I, I write all these rules up, and w- one of the other rules was I had to read this every morning and every night. Another rule, I had to set a deadline. So I set five years, which was June 12th, 2012. Uh, so this is 2007, and we're going to five years out, 2012. And I had to read this morning and night out loud as if I feel it, as if I mean it, as if it's already happened no matter what. And I had goals on there for relationships, you know, for a uh, business that I wanted to create for my health. And it, uh, you know, funny thing happened was that I actually did read this out loud with feeling, with passion, with energy every morning and every night for five years. I never missed. And there were some crazy moments in there where like I'm around some friends and I'm like, I got to read it. I got to go to bed. I'm, you know, I'm at a party. I got to read this. You know, I got to do it. I, you know, I had it memorized by then. And I'm just like, I'm yelling it out loud. And they're like, man, he's really drunk or something. Something's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I did it and I accomplished every single goal. I lost over a hundred pounds. I found my calling uh, through that. That was, that's, that was the domino, that first domino that got pushed over was I regained my health. And then in my statement, I wanted to create a business that I was excited to be a part of every day and I wanted to help my community. That was, those were some of the rules. So other people started asking me, well, what are you doing? Can you help me? So I started helping other people get healthier and lose weight. Out of that, I started a boot camp. During that five years, my little boot camp that I created helped my hometown lose 35,000 pounds. 35,000 pounds, all right? I helped 15 different people lose over 100 pounds just from my hometown. And it starts spiraling and spiraling. And now uh, that that woman that I was in love with that was going to move an hour away, just, you know, I've got to just chalk it up to the law of attraction. Her mortgage falls through. She has nowhere to live. She needs to come back and live with me. You know, 12 years later, two kids, we're, you know, we're, we're married now. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy wow. how everything I started checking off, everything, everything, everything. Then I had a goal, you know, that wrote out, in my original statement, I wanted to have a business located off the main strip uh, of our of my hometown here in Bloomington, Indiana. And the only goal I missed was that one. I, I opened up my my fitness facility 
seven days later than I had set my deadline for five years ago. Seven days yeah, late. I was that's crazy. pissed, man. I was pissed because <laughs> there was like, uh, you know, there's always delays. It was like a zoning thing delay. I'm like, oh, my God, this is killing me. So, so I knew. Another, this was a complete failure is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Epic fail. Yeah. Epic fail. Uh, so it was funny. crazy. But that, that morning I walk into my 8,000 square foot fitness facility at 6 a.m. There are 100 people there waiting to be taught by me as a fitness instructor. And I told the story for the first time. I said, five years and seven days ago, I had this crazy idea to transform my life. And here we are. And people were like, damn, that's crazy. And, uh, you know, no debt, married. I already have a child at this point. Successful business helped my hometown. And it just shows that, you know, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that, you know, are tuning in that sometimes it's very easy in the age of social media to say, oh, well, that person has a million dollar brand or, oh, that person uh, has a million Instagram followers. So, of course, there's, they're, they're being successful. They have all these opportunities. But what I'm trying to prove to people is that ordinary people like me, you know, I'm middle class, middle America, you know, can get out there and make an extraordinary impact, whether it's on our own life or other people's lives. It's super possible as long as we show up, you know, with purpose, passion, and, and uh, a lot of positive energy every day, uh, we can, we can do some pretty uh, amazing yeah. things. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the story of, uh, of my, you know, the beginnings of my reinvention, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. I was going to ask, did, when you were talking about your calling and in the process, you found your calling. So I'd imagine just with the million pound mission and the way you even described, I help. I could hear the enthusiasm in your voice. I helped my hometown lose 35,000 pounds, right? Like that was one of the most exciting sentences I hear coming out of you. And <laughs> like, at what, what point did you notice that piece, the, the actual calling? Like, it's not just, this is helping me accomplish my goals, but now you're more kind of into Steve's what is your what, you know, well, like shift yeah. to the mission. What, yeah. You know, what, it becomes an actual mission at that point. Yeah. What, when did that hit? Like, did you, was there a moment for that too? Oh yeah. I mean, I just remember the first time that somebody, we, we did our first boot camp. I hate to even call it a boot camp because I basically just begged 13 people that I knew. I'm like, I think I got, I got this idea. I think it'll help. And it's hard to, you know, just think about me going and asking, basically telling 13 other people, Hey, um, uh, you're overweight and I, I want you to do this for free. <laughs> you know, you know, it's not like a real friendly thing. Like, Hey, you have a few pounds to lose. I noticed, and I can help you out. Uh, it's not a, a, a real comfortable conversation or a real comfortable pitch. And, uh, but I did it and I convinced a lot of, uh, people to get involved. And, but then it actually started working. I feel like that's one of the big issues in fitness in general is there's a lot of really healthy, really, really good looking really, really good marketers out there, but they are going, Hey, be like me. Look, you can look like me if you do my super awesome program. And the hardest thing I believe in fitness is, yeah, we have to lead by example. I've, you know, I'm the PhD, I'm the previously heavy dude Hmm. and that's known as now, but I can transfer that knowledge to someone else and give them the blueprint and then they can be successful. That's where if you're going on a fitness, you know, website, if all you see is pictures of that, that expert, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hook up with them. Like I wouldn't yeah. get into their stuff. You know, yeah. you need to see that Rolodex of the people that they've actually helped and not just like the, the, the picture of somebody standing with a big pair of pants, you know, cause I can find a big ass pair of pants that stand next to you also, mm-hmm. you know, that, but you get, need to find, that, but that's the hardest thing. That's when I realized that, okay, 
uh, there are some communication skills that are necessary here. And, I, and I've developed those, you know, like, like Richie was pointing out to like, I kind of, I had that seed planted and now I've realized like I can actually communicate and I'm good at coaching and holy crap, this feels good to transfer that knowledge and then see that come back. Like that's the real compensation for me is for somebody like I've got a client named Lisa that's lost 150 pounds, 150 pounds, you know? Mm. And you know, she had to sit in a chair her whole first month of working out because she couldn't stand up and down, you know, and yeah. that was that was so little things like that. That was the game shifter for me where I realized that I'd found my calling and this is what I was meant to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the reality is, I mean, you're not and let's be honest here. I mean, I think that your point is well taken. I mean, you're you're, you're not sitting here saying, you know, you're. Let me put it this way. You're not out there winning fitness contests. I mean, you're not, you know, you're not one of the, these bodybuilders, you know, with muscles upon muscles, right? I mean, you're, you're in good shape, but, right. but, you know, at the same token, it's not like you're sitting here saying, you know, hey, you have to be exactly like me. It's just you figure out a way to get folks to kind of get off their duff and lose that extra weight that you know is perhaps killing them because reality is it was killing you, man, right? So, yep. It's, I mean, it's just, it's a much different approach. And I think that real uh, approach, if you will, is par- partially what, what works for you. But I also think that you're, you're able to sell these people on a, on a better vision for themselves, right? Not necessarily that they have to be, you know, Joe or Jane fitness, but just that there's so much more that's available to them when they're not struggling to breathe, when they're not struggling to get up a flight of stairs, when they're not you know, sitting here worrying about whether or not the, the shirt they bought a month ago is going to fit anymore. I mean, just right. that that pitch in of itself, I mean, to sell, because most, most of the people you work with are, are at least 100 pounds overweight, correct? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't no? say that. There's, there's a lot of people. In that, the beginning, was it like that? Like, did you go for, did you go out of your way to get the bigger ones? <sighs> you know, I'm not trying to, look, I, I know you're a good guy, but there's, <laughs> You know as well as I know, it's easier if someone's 200 pounds overweight, the easiest pounds are the first 50 to get off, right? A couple quick changes and that's nothing, right? So, but you're a good guy and I'm hearing that, I'm going to bring it back up. You said the 35,000 in your hometown, million pound mission. I think the secret to success has been you built a community around this and these people are just like, I'll be the extra, even if it's five pounds they only lose. Well, what if you were at 999,999 and that person gets to be the five pound that crosses it to the million pounds? They're like, it don't matter. I'm part of this shit, you know? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's something, I mean, you hit the nail on the head there, Richie. It's about, you know, the reason I created the million pound mission is because I know how important it is to have that sense of community to have that we're in this together. And I don't call it my million pound mission. I always refer to it as our million pound mission. And whether it's somebody that's, you know, just wants to drop a couple of pounds to, to look good. So they have some confidence heading to the beach for vacation this July, then that's awesome. Donate your weight loss. It's more about, you know, there's a thing that that I've named called the black hole of fitness doom. And it doesn't matter if you have 200 pounds to lose or five pounds to lose. People get sucked into this thing where, it's, it's, it's basically a vortex, a, a four-part vortex where we try something new, we get some initial results, then life happens, which creates a crash and burn because we weren't ready for that life happens moment. And we go around and around and around, wasting time, effort, money, energy, hope, 
willpower. Every time you go through that, it feels like, oh, I've been through this before. It was hard last time. It's even harder this time. It's harder mentally, harder physically in our body as well. And I try to show people how to break out of that by looking at that life happens moment, that danger zone, that crash and burn and say, why did this happen? Because so many people will say, well, I did Weight Watchers and it didn't work. And then I tried CrossFit and it didn't work. But the common link is the, the thing that, that spurred the it didn't work. It, maybe it's uh, stress, uh, nighttime stress, and they eat. Or you know, their kid switches from being in school to out of school and the schedule changes. Or they you know, have a, a shift change at work. Those are the reasons that, that people crash and burn, not necessarily the, the modality or the program. So mm-hmm. I help people to think differently because I have those experiences. And I've got the coolest like test lab ever because I've got my fitness facility and I get to test things with people and talk to people. I got boots on the ground and I'm not, you know, it, it's, it's a, a unique and, and different uh, angle that, that, you know, obviously not a lot of people talk about this sort of thing. So, so that's what me, I'm all about. Let me ask you this then. So in, in terms of just weight loss in and of itself, I mean, I want to remember, and you know, it's been said a lots and lots of different ways and sort of with the same, general message in mind here of, you know, look, if you want to lose weight, you just move more and you eat less. I mean, it's, you know, it's not rocket science. I mean, is it rocket science or is that, is it really just that simple? It can be that simple. I got four, I got four components for you, Steve. Yeah. You ready for this, man? I call, you know, and you know, I'm a, I'm a branding guy like you. So I, I name everything. So the, so first, first we had the black hole of fitness doom. Yeah. Now I've got my, what I have creatively called my amazing results formula. All right. So four components. Number one, you have to get committed to your nutrition. There has to be a commitment. So I ask people a 28 day commitment. I need to know, and you need to know what nutrition protocol you're following, the rules of the game, not like I'm going to kind of sort of try to eat, you know, protein and veggies, or I'm going a little bit paleo ish or whatever. Like I need to know what you can eat, what you can eat, the rules of the game for 28 days. You get committed with the nutrition. Same thing. Component number two is fitness. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Back up. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. just want to understand. So are you saying that people have to look at what they're eating and then report to you what they're eating over 28 days? Or do you sit here and say, look, this is what you should be eating over those 28 days. Which is it? What are you saying? I'm not even putting myself into the equation at all. I'm just saying the average person out there floats and they will not put a ring of commitment on that finger where they will be like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of doing some paleo. They start the week and then by Thursday they saw something on Instagram, somebody doing Weight Watchers. Like, oh, I'm doing Weight Watchers on so Thursday. Wait, so you don't, you don't care what they do. You just want them to commit to 28 days yes. of it? Yes, the, the, the key is the commitment and being consistent with that for 28 days. So 28 days of Cheetos, all good? I mean, the $40,000 $40, in credit card debt, man, come on, be honest. How much of that was, like, well, you know, was sour cream and onion? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there, there is mostly 10 for 10 Taco Bell. I'll right, eat the whole there. thing. That, <laughs> so, that was the main But, the, but you, there have to be some guidelines, man. I think you were going to get that, yeah, to, yeah, that yeah. to that next. But the, the yeah. point being, whatever it is. Yeah, obviously within reason, you just need to commit to exactly to that. And people know, I mean, generally speaking, you know, if you're stuffing garbage in your face or if you're eating something yeah. decent. I mean, I, I don't think at this, it certainly is you get past your teen years and you've been yelled at enough about, you know, put down the bag of Cheetos. I mean, it's just like, you, you know, what's decent, and what's not. So the 28 days, it's about committing to whatever it is, but obviously it has to be something decent. Yeah, yeah. One of the regimens that's you know, like the paleo, the Weight Watchers, the the uh, you know one of my programs, clean eating, uh, keto, 
whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Let's let's commit to that for 28 days because people, you know, they bounce around because they don't want to get committed. They want to they kind of want to pretend that they're dieting or whatever, or pretend that they're eating healthy. And then if you switch around too much, you don't know what the hell works. Like so you, if something and, does actually work, what and, did work? I don't know. And you've you've got no skin in the game in terms of recommendations. You don't like you're not associated with any particular way of eating in other words like you don't promote it or you don't get compensated by it so you're not you're not committed to any particular way you just say hey whatever works for you yeah well i've got i'm sure it sounded like he has his clean eating program so of course he's got something but he's saying in the beginning it doesn't matter okay Uh, yeah i'm just kind of this this for this i wanted to create a formula that somebody could just broadly use as a template this is kind of like the foundation if we don't have this then we're probably not going to get any results and then we can kind of get more dialed in yeah. and, uh, as, and as, we, as yeah. they move down the funnel <laughs> exactly. they'll learn more about the clean eating <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly exactly so the we got the the commitment for 28 days for the the clean eating same thing with nutrition uh i feel like people do the same thing or sorry with their fitness the second thing is the fitness they do the same thing as with their diet where they don't get committed They'll be like, well, I might go to the gym today. I might meet my friend after work for basketball. And I'm saying for 28 days, let's map this out. Let's say on Wednesday I do basketball with uh, the broskies. We meet up after work and we play basketball. On Monday and Friday I meet with my personal trainer. This is the workout that we're doing. I'm booked for those sessions. Uh, On Sunday I do a boot camp workout. And I just want people to have a commitment for 28 days. And those are scheduled, booked, planned, and there's somebody – that's going to hold them accountable to that, whether it's a friend, uh, a trainer, uh, you know, whatever. And you've got to get uh, committed to that for 28 days. Then the third component is strategic thinking. That is understanding your danger zones, understanding and just being able to identify, analyze and plan ahead for those things that throw us out of whack. So simple things that are happening now, vacations, it's July, you know, we're talking and I'm getting ready to go on vacation next week. And so many people that I work with or that I'm associated with, they will go on vacation and it's not really the vacation. That's the danger zone. It's the, they don't get plugged back in after vacation for weeks or even months Mm -hmm. because they don't have a plan to step right into. That's the danger zone. And people are oblivious to that a little bit. They don't think about those things specifically. So that's, that's the, uh, the third component. The fourth component is being able to do the first three consistently over time and just Mm -hmm. showing up. And those, so those are just the broad things that we can, that anybody can apply to any health, nutrition, weight loss regimen, and you're going to get better results if you just focus on those four things. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then as we get more, that'll get somebody started. And that's the hardest part is just initiating momentum, like it is with anything, whether it's reducing debt, building a business, you know, anything. It's just that initial momentum phase that's the hardest part. And once we get some of that going, we start seeing results, and you say, damn, I look good in the mirror. I can. You know, where it's always a cool moment. Somebody wears a tank top to work out for the first time or something like that. And they're like, all right, this is cool. You know, Mm -hmm. I've got some some momentum. And uh, so that's that's the uh, those are the principles that I try to teach people just to get them going to reverse the momentum. And uh, it works. It works uh, every time. That's why I call it the amazing results formula. Nice, man. And uh, and of course, that would be the antithesis of uh, just wearing a tank top to, you know, just scare your children like I do, because that's uh, nothing is better than just putting on a pair of shorts, shorts and a tank top and going to pick up your, 
your your kids from their friend's house and coming out of the car and you, you know wear just, chubbies and you wear it all <laughs> just whatever, yeah whatever I know is going to scare the hell out of my child that's that's what I'll uh, that's what I'll put on first so nice. no I mean look point well point well taken and are you finding that most people end up coming to you and finding you finding your you know your your mission finding your your actual physical location finding your online products, programs, services, et cetera. Are you finding that most people come to you when they've had some sort of impetus in terms of a a life change, sort of a life-altering moment, if you will? It could be positive, could be negative, but but some sort of life-altering moment, maybe they... Other than January 1st. Other than January 1st, (laughs) yeah, right? Because we all know how that works. Yeah. Is Is that when most people end up finding you and taking advantage of your teachings? Uh, a lot of times it, I do tend to be kind of like a backstop of like last resort. I've tried everything. I hear that a lot. Um, but I got, I got an email today that a woman said that uh, she, mother of six, husband passed away. Now she's a, a single mother of six, has put on weight because of that situation. No time for her. And she heard me being interviewed on a podcast and, and reached out for some help. And so it's those sorts of situations a lot of times where uh, people see, you know, see me talking about those danger zones like, ooh, that it's like a light bulb going off like, oh, that's actually my issue. It's not that I'm a failure at CrossFit or a, a failure at Weight Watchers. It is I'm not thinking about the thing that's causing uh, these uh, these curveballs that, that life's throwing at me. And obviously something like somebody passing away. Huge, huge curveball, but also things like weddings. I've had a couple of people that had lost a significant amount of weight, got married. They kind of lose focus and they put all that weight back on uh, because their their why was a little bit off kilter where their, their why was to find love. And once they found love, they kind of relaxed and, and started going back to old habits. And we had to readjust uh, that why. And uh, as Steve talks about, you know, using using our, uh, our what behind the why and the why now and all that stuff. So it's, uh, you know, I do find that people are kind of beat down by that black hole of fitness doom and they come and find me one way or another. And those are the people I love to get a hold of. I, it's, it's like, you know, the game isn't over, my friend. We can, we can still take action. We can still win. Yeah. Go ahead, Richie. Yeah, I was going to ask, um, what do you have back? I'm going to kind of go back to that community for a second and say people – a huge, huge part of people's failures, also the environment in the home, the other relatives, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're used to eating a certain way and one person gets on this health kick, but if the other person's in charge of buying all the food or the other person doesn't want to go to the gym too or whatever the thing is, right? Forget about even what that thing is. That environment means so freaking much, right? And so... I would imagine if there was something, there's something there, I want to use the phrase like pound for pound or something like that, but there's something I could see how you could just dwarf every other acquisition stream by just focusing almost 100% on referrals out of your group. Because when there's a buddy that's helped another buddy lose 30 pounds, like that stuff could spread like wildfire. You know what I mean? It's part, Beach, yeah. beach bodies kind of looped into that. They, they have their own little funky way, and I'm sure you know all that eight times to Sunday on some of those things. But, <laughs> but uh, like that community approach, man, I, especially because you're such a caring dude that I, I, 
I could just see if you just focused on referrals only, like this kind of thing, you lose this many pounds, I'll sponsor the first month of this other person, but they got to lose this many pounds. Like, I don't know what that system would be, mm-hmm. but do you do anything with like some, when someone else loses something that helps someone else, do they get some sort of prize or some sort of uh, recognition or any kind of kickback? Like or- an award. Yeah, something. Yeah. Like I just, I just, like I said, you being such a cool dude and building that community, you got something that's special, super special, and uh, like referral has always been the best way. Why do you think these affiliates and everyone joint venture mailing and all this stuff works? You know, and even coming on other people's podcasts, right? You're yeah. So yeah. just a so it was long winded, but do you do anything for the referral side of things, and how are they benefit? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's this is a really interesting question and a topic. And this may rock you guys' world, so so prepare. Um, I used to do a similar thing where people would hit achievements and they could give people free, whether it's at my gym, free classes or free, you know, membership or or whatever. And then people and there are people that always, you know, come like holiday season, they try to buy programs for somebody else. Like, oh, my friend is is morbidly obese. I want to buy them two months of the program or whatever. And we have uh, over now that I've been doing this for, you know, over 10 years now with the boot camp specifically, we have a 0% success rate of anybody that has not paid for their own program. So if anybody gets something for a prize or if anybody gets something paid for by somebody else, they never stick with it because with weight loss, it's just, it's hard enough that if they don't have their own skin in the game, they haven't made that decision to put their own dollar down, they never stick with it. Never. I mean, 0%. And that, I have people every holiday season, they're like, oh, you know, this person needs it. They're my friend. They're my, you know, they're my husband. They're my wife. They're my kid. I'm paying for their program. And I tell them, I saw them straight up. I'm like, listen, 0%, 0% of the people over the years have stuck with it. I had somebody that was morbidly obese. Their boss, I mean, this is person was almost 500 pounds. Their boss spent over a thousand dollars on their program with me, like daily accountability, the workouts, the personal training, the nutrition, everything. We took them shopping and they lasted three days. Mm. So probably to your first point, they're not committed. So if they got no skin in the game, so here, this is be playful with this for a second, but it's a new model. You're going to sell it for a hundred bucks, a hypothetical number. But if they don't lose a hundred pounds, it becomes $300. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the, I'm joking, right? I'm being playful <laughs> yeah, with it. But yeah, yeah. it's like, hey, if you can show me you lose the weight, you know, I'll let you be free the last few months. But you got to mm-hmm. show me the results. I'll gladly give you some kickback. But it, it, back to your very, very, yeah. very first point, they're not committed. Yeah. Yeah. So the, that initial entry point, they have to be committed financially. And what we do now that we found works is like somebody loses 100 pounds, we get them $100 credit, and, but they have to use it for themselves. Or, you know, we do a, pound, a dollar per pound credit, so every time we have people weigh in every couple of weeks so they can rack up some credit once they uh, hit one of our clubs. So mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's worked better than giving them the, you know, the initial, that, that, in, that ignition point. They have to be fully committed. They have to have skin in the game. It has to be a decision that they made themselves or it never works. And it's, uh, it doesn't make any sense. Cause you would think that person that their boss, I guess your boss and he spent a thousand bucks, you'd feel like obligated to show up for a week, you know, of your, of your eight week program in three days, man, done. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, it might not make sense on the surface, but when you think it out, it makes total sense. 
yeah. makes total sense. Yeah, you, you know what I'm that. thinking is, uh, you know, our buddy Russell Brunson, he's got his uh, his two comma club, you know, about click funnels and the whole nine hour, lots of fun stuff going on over that. But uh, but what you could do is you could do like your uh, you do like your two digit club. And you could do yep. like your three digit club, you know? I mean, yep. I, don't, I don't think you're going to have a one comma club. <laughs> so, I mean, you might, but I, but I, I don't think that'll happen. And then, uh, we got to come up with another term other than skin in the game. Cause if you lose a hundred pounds, that takes on a whole other meaning, doesn't it? Exactly. So we'll, exactly. Uh, we'll have to figure something else out there. But let me ask you this, man, as far as weight loss goes, uh, what, what are some of the key mistakes that you're seeing people make uh, just, just in terms of general weight loss? Really, it's that consistency thing. People just kind of bounce around. They will diet for a few days, and they don't know. if, Like I said, if they do get some sort of result, they, they aren't even sure which program worked because they tried a whole bunch of things at once where I, I feel like you need to have a set game plan. Let it, you know, I guess I could boil this down to the, a key mistake that people make is that they focus on I have to lose 30 pounds in 30 days or I'm an epic failure Instead, you know, I try to flip that around and say, for the next 28 days, for the next 30 days, let's commit to a set plan and let's learn. Let's learn what that plan does to your body. Let's make some notes. Let's say, oh, I, I did, you know, this workout regimen for 28 days and I lost five pounds. Or I did this nutrition regimen for 28 days and I gained five pounds. Well, we learned how to gain five pounds. We learned how to lose five pounds. And we make notes and we make one small tweak instead of a whole bunch. And we see if we get a positive result and we say, okay, that next 28-day cycle. Because all we have is time. Like, we don't have to – there's no deadline to yeah. get healthy. You know, it's, it's like let's just get healthy. Let's build momentum. Let's, people put way, way, way too much pressure on themselves. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh – then they start – you know, we start com- naturally comparing ourselves to other people. Oh, my friend lost 30 pounds in 30 days. I only lost 25. Epic fail. Instead of going, damn. I lost 25 pounds in 30 days. That's awesome. My friend's healthy too. We're doing this together. That's the way we should look at it. Yeah. And we don't. We get competitive. And uh, I'm sure you guys don't know anything about that. Nah, not a thing at all, man. <laughs> so, so let me ask you uh, just a quick question here. So you actually came to the New Media Summit. Yes. And you were one of our icons of influence there. And it was awesome to to have you there. How how did it work out for you in terms of finding guests? Did you end up booking people onto the show? and have there been any results uh, since uh, since you were there? I mean, to take us through that a little bit. Dude, the the, uh, the new media summit effect was crazy. Uh, it, it's <laughs> real, my... dude. I call it that. Like that's an ad. You talk about branding things. The new media summit effect is real. Like you come on there as an icon, and you get that show on. Uh, you know, you get your show on on stage with us there, and we feature you. Something yeah. happens. What what happened for you? Well, you know, there's so many different levels. Obviously, getting connected to all the people in the room. I, uh, you know, my uh, guest yesterday was one of the audience members, Anthony Treas. Mm. Awesome story. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome interview. He came out yesterday. Where that episode's tearing it up. Uh, Marcus Aurelius Anderson next week. Like, it's just like week after week after week of all these people that showed up and put their story out there and did those those pitches. But then also getting connected with all those other podcasters where. I've been, probably been on, I'm on two, three shows a week, mm-hmm. and it's been consistent since New Media Summit, you know, a couple months ago. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy, and um, it's, uh, you know, it, it just the connections alone and just meeting other podcasters and other people that are in my space that are going through the same 
growing pains or momentum periods or frustration periods. Like I made some great friends there and connecting with people that uh, we can kind of lean on for support. So yeah, it's, it's been unreal, man. You you put on something special there, Steven. It's I'm, you know, I'm just super grateful that I got, uh, I got chosen to, to come out there and, yeah. And it was, uh, it was a game changer for me. No, sweet, brother. And it was good having you there. And I won't hold it against you that you guys formed a free mastermind instead of taking us up on ours. But that's uh, that's <laughs> a conversation for a, for a different day. You know, it's the blind. Hey, look, it's the blind leading the blind. You guys will go as far as you can go <laughs> and uh, and have fun with that, boys. But I, I uh, wouldn't. I wouldn't call it a mastermind so much. <laughs> it's it's uh, the word master isn't quite appropriate. <laughs> it's a bunch of like, minds. All right, I got you. I got you. I, I don't know if it's minds. It, it's like uh, a bunch. Of, it's like a jack. Maybe we'll call it like a jackaster mind. Is what. <laughs> that's, that's more of what we we go every two weeks. We get on Skype and make fun of each other. Is what right. we do. Good. Uh, so no, it's, I'm, uh, I'm it's just awesome. messing with. It's awesome that you guys are doing that. So. For those who are who may be thinking about coming to to the New Media Summit, I mean, obviously they meet experts like you who, I mean, have deep expertise in a, in a particular area of focus. Yeah, I'm just trying to understand, like, when when do you think it makes sense for someone to to come to the New Media Summit in terms of an attendee? I mean, you've you were able to able to witness everything that goes on there, and uh, and again, you were able to share your expertise, share your brilliance, and find guests uh, for your show. So, if some folks are thinking, like, hey. You know, maybe I can come and meet Adam and meet Dove and meet, you know, Rob and, and Richie and Mary and everybody else. When does it make sense do you think for somebody to come to the New Media Summit? Yeah, I think anybody that is sitting there at home listening and you feel like you've got a message burning inside of you and you just haven't figured out how the hell to get it out there, then you're the perfect attendee. You need to come and learn from people like Steve Olsher on how to get your message out there and how to possibly monetize that, create a career out of that message. And, you know, that's, I took the long route of doing that. I wish I had known about if the New Media Summit would have ex- existed right when I first started podcasting, because I really, uh, you know, it was, if you go back and listen to my, I'm 160 episodes in on my show now, but if you listen to the first few, it's like rough, <laughs> it's rough, man. But you got to start, I, yeah. Yeah, but I didn't know what to do and how to do it, and my audio's terrible, and, you know, but, just being able to plug into something like that and take your fire because I know there are people out there listening that have that fire inside of them like this is something that's impacted me I know I can impact other people with my message you have that energy and that purpose behind your energy just show up and plug into the environment learn from people that are doing uh, what you want to do that are, are have already achieved what you want to achieve learn from those people and this is the new, the new media summit is legit. So yeah, the show, the I appreciate show. that. And, and and point well taken. I mean, in terms of losing, you know, your million pound mission and losing weight and helping, you know, people lose over thirty five thousand pounds in your community and now on your goal to to reach a million pounds overall. I mean, it's like Jesus. There's no better way to get to whatever that desired destination is than by learning someone, learning from someone who obviously has the experience, the knowledge, and the and the know-how and has uh, already endured the trials and tribulations and the brain damage that, you know, you, you don't have to endure it because they're going to shorten that learning curve for you and show exactly what to do and how to do it. Uh, you know, but we, we I, I, look, I cannot let the rest of this episode go uh, without taking advantage of, uh, of one thing that, I mean, look, you've got, you've got knowledge, you've got expertise, the whole nine, you've got a lot of things that are uh, very unique to, to just you, the man, you know, Adam Shibley himself, but one of the most uh, amazing things about you, dude, and, and look, we knew this from the moment you said hello here on the show, the moment you said hello at the New Media Summit, is that voice. 
Like that voice <laughs> is is not to be believed. And and it goes with the body. I mean, you're I mean, you're a big dude. You're like six four. You know, what'd you say? You're walking at like two forty now or something like that, right? So I mean, it, it makes sense for that voice to go with the, with that frame and all. But <laughs> I, I have to ask you, just you're a country boy at heart, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So uh, so when we talk about Josh Turner, and not the Josh Turner who does LinkedIn stuff, that's a buddy of mine. I'm talking like the country singer Josh Turner. So the the song Your Man, you know the song Your Man, yeah? No, I, I mean, come I'm on, country, dude. I, dude, I'm a country boy because I, I'm I mean I'm from Indiana. I have never listened to a country music song in my life, Steve Ulster. That, Get out of here. Really? Breaking news. Breaking never news? I cannot, I cannot believe that. All right, so here, you're going to repeat after me. Are you ready for this? Right. And you got to do this like in your crazy, deep Josh Turner voice here. And the first right. line of the song of your man is, baby, lock the door and turn the lights down low. Come on. You got to just, just give me that. Baby, lock the door and turn the lights down low. And you got to go real deep with it. Baby, lock the door and turn the lights down low. <laughs> See? There's a, I'm telling you, there's a future there, man. No, that's awesome. All right, ready? Put some music on that's soft and low. <laughs> Put some music on that's soft and low. Baby, we ain't got no place to go. Baby, we ain't got no place to go. I hope you understand. I hope you understand. <laughs> oh, yes. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. Radio. All right, one more time. We'll, we'll, do the, we'll do the last little part here. All right. I can't believe how much it turns me on just to be your man. Come on. Oh, Watch man. out. He's going to sound like that I can't one. believe how much it turns me on just to can't be believe. your man. I can't believe how much it turns me on. To be on reinvention radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, well played, my friend. All right, there we go. So yeah, if you're going to listen to one country song, listen uh, to that one because that's the one. That's the one you would crush. All Excellent. right, my friend. If people want more information about you, where uh, where's the best place for them to go? Uh, go to millionpoundmission.com. That's got all my stuff. And uh, yeah, hit me up. Send me a message on Instagram. Million Pound Mission. I love talking to people on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's the best place to go. Millionpoundmission.com. Millionpoundmission.com. How many pounds are you at right now? Yeah, where are you at, brother? 52,900 wow. wow. plus. Uh, people can donate their weight on millionpoundmission.com. There's no, no opt-in or anything. Steve would probably be on me about that. He'd be like, throw in an opt-in, man. Get their email. Uh, but, uh, Just have pixels. No. Retarget them later. There you go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right, <laughs> sweet, brother. So millionpoundmission.com. That's correct. Adam, really appreciate all of your hard work in, in helping people to get healthier and lose the weight that uh, they know they have to lose. And uh, and just really appreciate your, your I mean, really just your, your sweet, tender, caring approach to this. Because like you said, there's, there's lots of folks out there who are just in your face and you got to do this and this, that and the other. And you are... I mean, even though if you look at you, you know the picture, I mean, on the surface, you would think this is a big, tough dude, but I uh, really He's just appreciate just being, yeah, just uh, the PhD, the previously heavy dude, really appreciate you being the quality dude that you are, my friend. So, Adam, really do appreciate you joining us here on Reinvention Radio and helping us to reinvent weight loss. For Mary Goulet and Richie Ote and Whiteweight, I'm Steve Olsh, and I'll talk to you guys next time here on Reinvention Radio. Take care. You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit ReinventionRadio.com. 
Attention coaches, authors, speakers, and business owners. Please pay close attention to what I'm about to say if you want to secure massive visibility fast and generate thousands of highly qualified leads without spending a dime on advertising or marketing. The easiest way to make this happen is to appear as a guest on the world's most popular podcast. We recently came across an awesome resource that provides detailed contact information for 240 new media influencers who are looking for guests just like you. It's called the Ultimate Directory, and for a limited time, you can get the preview edition of the directory absolutely free. That's right, for free. It's time for you to get the visibility you and your business deserve and connect with the world's leading icons of influence who can make you famous with the push of a button. Get your free preview edition of the Ultimate Directory right now at www.myultimatedirectory.com. That's myultimatedirectory.com.